Welcome to the My Journey podcast, the place where I document my freelance journey and with the help of my good friend Tom Scott we discuss a whole range of different business related topics. We do this by randomising subjects, interviewing incredible guests and answering your questions. But as ever we're going to start this episode by catching up on what we've been up to over the last couple of weeks since we were last around the mic. So over to you Tom, what have you been doing since we last caught up on the podcast? The biggest thing I've probably been doing is I had my exam. I've been talking about it for God knows how long now on the pod. Um, yes, had my second to last AAT exam. Um, my worst result so far, got 83%. Still good. It does me... Yeah, yeah, I've been kind of coming to terms with that. Um, but yeah, overall, it does mean that I only need 86% in my final exam to get a distinction overall and... I just need I need the pass mark the seventy percent just to ensure that I at least pass overall. I think I could get a merit if I did that, but that's yeah, that's kind of where that's been. So I was kicking myself a bit when I walked out, um, especially because you get like the little statement of results that you get. It kind of goes through each task. Yeah. And when the first ones are like exceed, 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 and then the, it just hit me with a significantly below. I was like, ah, because <laughs> you get that just before it releases your actual percentage. Ah right. Okay. So so you kind of gauge it a bit from that, and then yeah, it goes into actually giving you, yeah, this is what you did. And obviously, you've been back in the office another couple of weeks now. The new yeah job role and the obviously doing your exams like you just mentioned stuff. How how is things progressing with the new role? How are you finding that? The, the new role's kind of been at a standstill as of yet, purely because a lot of the stuff I'm moving into has been a lot of stuff my manager's dealt with previously and uh, she was actually away for two weeks ah, I right. believe. so it was more kind of staying on top of the department itself just keeping everything running getting back into the phone been back to work um, picking up a few little new things but a lot of it is stuff that she just it's not that I need to learn, learn how to do it's just specific, them specifically how to do them bits because it's so unique per each one like the gen- the overall concept is there it's just specifically for each different accounts or whatever yeah no okay well you know fingers crossed it starts to move forward soon for you but in terms of general office life how's that is that feeling back to normal yet or it's, it does and it's kind of weird yeah <laughs> i'm not um i'm not a big fan of it i would much rather be working from home still uh, like I, it is nice being in the office sort of thing, but I do feel like you get so much more done being at home. Just, yeah. it, just because you don't have that little interaction where you can't just email someone and go, "Oh, can you send me this?" You kind of go over and it's like, "Oh, how was your weekend?" All this sort of stuff, which is nice. It is I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that at all, but especially when you've got a few things to be doing, you're like, "I kind of just need this so I can." crack on yeah definitely. but yeah no it's been it's been all right um how have you been anyway since we was last year uh, just like crazy crazy busy like yeah. I, I, it was quite interesting the other day i went i, I have a notebook and i write all my to-do lists down for the week on a new yeah. page each week and like back in like april may it was like half a page 
And like, if you flick through from there, it's just been getting gradually longer and longer and longer. And like this yeah. week, I was having to not write things down because it was going to go onto another page. I was like, I can't. It's not worth just for one point going onto another page. I was like making little boxes at the side and stuff. Yeah. So like, it it has been pretty hectic. And like, um, obviously I've been saying about getting the new clients and stuff like that. Still kind of going through some of the onboarding with some of them, which is a little bit slower than I would have liked. But the, the reasons that that is happening is totally understandable. Like they've as I've said yeah. before, like they've got their own business to run and like the problems relating directly to their business come before setting up the social media a lot of the time. So that's that's fair enough and still really positive conversations and potentially doing even more work from when I do start. But also other clients have kind of come back out, like people I've worked with in the past doing adverts for and stuff like that, they've started to come back. So it, it's just, yeah, yeah just... look small little things but when you get like four or five of them at the same time it it suddenly becomes a, a mammal yeah. yeah and the just just for you tom just an update on the big brand the the one i had the big pitch for yes um <laughs> caught up with them they're still deliberating and talking about it so nothing okay. nothing to say yet but i have i have been had a phone call with them um yeah this week which is which is really good so that's all right then yeah because so. oh, no, that's definitely good to hear um i've seen as well i think you touched on it last episode that you were going to be starting a little bit of new content really that you're going to be putting out um yeah seen a few of them is it three that you've done now i think it might be four posts yeah i think it's, it's three of them now um so basically my three-tiered structure which i've spoken about bringing in before is um Coaching, strategy, and management. Management is basically, I take over the account, um, apart from the customer service side, I take over the account and do all the posting, all the content ideas, everything. Strategy is, I come up with the ideas, but essentially the, the customer implements them, they keep control of their accounts, but we work together and come up with ideas. And coaching is, they come up with the ideas and they manage the account, but I almost become like a sounding board and work with them on the ideas. So they come and say, I've got this idea. And then I look at how that idea could possibly work best. Now yeah. I launched them three and the idea behind a three tiered thing I've been told before is to do a basic, better, best. So you've got an offering that's at the bottom, which is good. Um, the one in the middle, which tends to be your star offering. And then the one at the top, which is, wow, if I can sell this, this is amazing. Everyone yeah. I've spoken to has come in for the top one, which <laughs> takes up the most amount of time as well. So I'm now trying to, as great as that is, I want to try and get a couple of other people on the coaching and the the strategy side of things. So a lot more of the content I'm putting out now is less about, um, before it used to be more about like the time it took and trying to show the skill in what I do and things like that. Whereas now it's more about, do you need someone to help you with creatively? Um, yes. and trying to promote that which the posts you've seen are called what would I do if and I basically put myself in the shoes of a brand and say what would I do if I was this brand from a social media marketing point of view and give a couple of ideas so we've done Nike was one and a, a generic football club I was targeting at Hull City but a generic football club was another I've got on my list to do um, the RSPCA got an idea for them and a cleaning product brand a general cleaning product brand if there's any big clean products there yeah it's i quite i really enjoy doing them because it is like coming up with an idea for them like actually doing the campaign so but yeah, yeah. no they have been they have been a good read 
Ah, well, thank you, because they, they do, they're a bit longer than my normal purse, and I have been thinking yeah. about potentially making them into a bit of a, like, I've been stepping up my YouTube game, which I've mentioned, I have been thinking about bringing them into the YouTube side of things, you know, like as additional videos, because yeah. they could sit quite nicely on there as well, but um, yeah, it's just almost like lots of different figures in lots of different parts, so like, just hold off on more YouTube content at the moment. And to, just get yeah. the, the actual purse out. Um, yeah. But yeah, and, and then the only other thing that's been happening, which has literally happened in the last couple of days, is something crazy has happened with the podcast, but we're going to talk about that at the end of this podcast. So this week we're doing something a little bit different. I know everybody tunes in for the random generated topic um, from Google and our long list um, but we've been planning for a while to do an episode like this and what we're going to do is review the trading challenge that we took part in um, we will be revealing the results at the end of this little segment um, so if you do want to go back and watch it all then just make sure that we'll, we'll forewarn you about the, um, the um, telling you the results but just so you're aware we will be revealing that And but yeah we're just going to kind of talk to our experience of how we found it and not from a 300 pound or the 200 pound challenge point of view just like what we kind of learn and what advice we give to other people looking to get into trading because it is something i think a lot of business people talk about and it we definitely learn a lot would you agree yeah oh definitely yeah um i mean we started it as the idiot trading challenge and we are nowhere near experts on this. So we everything we are seeing is just from our side of it. Yes, if anyone has been watching along, we definitely did. If you haven't and you want to see some form of idiots do a little bit of trading, then yeah, you'll have to you'll have to go find us on that. Um, but I'm sure we'll talk about where you can get to us at the end of this. So yeah, you can we will obviously share how to find us. Just the basic premise of the Idiot Trend Challenge for anyone who is new to the podcast, which I sense we might have a couple of new people, but like I say, we'll come on to that at the end. Um, yep. the, the idea behind it was basically we wanted to do a business challenge of some form, something new that we hadn't really done before and something that we could learn and we're both interested in and we've both kind of looked at the stock market before, dabbled in it in different ways, um, but not really committed to learning anything about it. So we set up a challenge where we put £200 each into our own accounts on Trading212, which I think has been a great platform, um, and yep. just set ourselves the target of making as much money as we could over a four or five week period. And it was just a bit of fun. We put a few forfeits in there each week for the loser and little bits like that, just to, just to keep it interesting and competitive. Nothing that would cost each other money but maybe would stop us getting as big a profits as we could have. Or we didn't really talk about what we were up to, so we're trying to give each other insights and gain knowledge from one another. Um, and yeah, so basically we're going to answer three questions um, today. Each of us will give you an answer. So one thing we learned by doing the challenge, one thing we loved about doing the challenge, and one tip we would have for anyone else who's looking to not necessarily do a, a £200 challenge, but get into um, trading. Um, stocks and shares in the future um, we didn't do anything like crypto or um, currencies 
um, anything like that. So it was basically it was just company stocks um, that we could invest in. So yeah. if you if you've got any questions about our experiences, if you think about doing it yourself, then do feel free to reach out to us. What we do have to say, which if you have seen any of the videos, you'll see, is that we are not financial advisors. This is not financial advice. You need to, if you are thinking about investing your money, you need to do your own research, speak to um, accredited people. We're not going to be giving any tips on which stocks to invest in in this episode. It is just our review of what happened. So I've been chatting for a while now, so I'll, I'll throw over to you for the first one, Tom, here. So one thing you learn from doing the Idiot Trading Challenge? Uh, a lot. <laughs> no, the one, big, <laughs> the one big thing I learned, which I kind of had a slight idea about before, I think, anyway, um, but when you're looking at your individual stocks, looking at what's going up, what's going down, the the market on a whole changes drastically. Like when you're when you're seeing, I'd say nine out of ten times, if one stock's going down, majority of others in that same market are also going down. Um, especially because in, in the challenge, I dealt a lot with um, the FTSE one hundred companies. You'd see if they were going up all of them were having a good day. If it was bad, all of them were having a bad day. There was only the very few rare occasions where they would differ slightly. And that was that was quite a big shock on it because it, it almost felt that even if something drastic is kind of happening with a company, it was more what was going on across the entire country or world almost for what was affecting it. Um, obviously, that could be like changed a bit slightly due to going through the pandemic and everything like that, that might just be how it was. But with that, like with my experience, I'm pretty sure Matt had the same, but with the experience of doing the challenge at the time that we did it, that was pretty much what I was finding. When I saw stocks booking the trend, it was for a specific reason to that, that stock. So, for example, um, they've reported some figures and they weren't as good or were better than and that would mean that they probably book the trend of the market. But your general day-to-day stock movements were in line with the stock market, and it was about picking the best one within that market um, to just try and clinch that edge over um, each other. And it is like we got given a free share because of the way we signed up, and I reckon if you track the value of that share over the course of the challenge it mapped the FTSE or um that yeah. you know the main markets yeah um yeah so yeah definitely that's a it's a, it's a great thing uh, to kick us off with about you know one thing we learned was that it's not down to a stock it, it it's down to the market as a whole down to the market yeah 100% so I I've the thing I said about was key pinch points and you actually did a video about this during the challenge um yeah you picked a particular stock which people can see over on our youtube channel and bought it when the market was closed and saw what happened when the market reopened so throughout the day you'll see some steady changes in stock prices you'll see them again like we say if there's a particular bit of news that affects them they will shoot up or shoot down but the biggest times where you see the biggest changes is on monday morning when the market's been closed all weekend and as soon as it opens you could see uh, stocks rocket or crash massively in like 
the first half an hour of the market being opened and then they'll just level yeah. out and stay at that level. Um, so if, you, if you're trying to make the biggest high-risk returns, that's the time when it, the biggest movements happen. Um, but it it's a very risky strategy um, and something we shared in Tom's video, what, yeah. what can happen um, in them periods. Yeah, um, it's... <laughs> It was weird to see that. That was because um, this in the video was based on uh, Tesla stocks, and I just I kind of saw it happening once or twice while I was looking at Tesla. So I thought I'd just use some money and just try it, basically. Um, and yeah, it it worked once, so I tried it again, and it worked again. It it was it was bizarre. Um, I didn't. I don't think I. I can't remember if we mentioned this in one of the videos or not, but I can't remember if I looked again the following week from doing that to see if it happened again. But um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a bizarre scenario to see. Yeah, it, it was like some. It's not like the biggest movements, like not the, the some of them are even huge. But if you just compare them to their general graph, that's when you see the the biggest changes. Yeah. And there's probably people listening to this who do trade and whether you do work in finance or whatever, and they're probably going, yeah, you idiots, of course that was going to happen. But for people who are into it, you don't realise that that happens. And you can get... I know when we started, we got quite caught out, I think, like when we started with the practice account, like because we started on a Monday and it was like, oh, we've missed all the changes. or And actually we hadn't. That happens every week. That wasn't... Yes. We thought that was a one-off and we'd missed like these incredible returns. But actually it happens every week up and down. So... Um, yeah, I think as well, like, um, going on to the next point, which is one thing that we loved about doing it, monetizing quite nicely, is that learning through doing. And yes, we had money that we were able to put in and we were willing to risk, but you can get the free trading account on there, the demo account, which we've, we use for the practice week, which is, I think it's like, the, you don't actually get any of this money, but it's like the equivalent of having £50,000 in your account of dollars. And you can trade that on stocks and see how the market reacts. And like the amount I learned in that first week using that test account, demo account, was yeah. just unreal. Yeah. Um, it was fun. I was even flicking back and forth between it while doing the yeah. challenge. Um, it was fun to do. And it was, it was nice going from... The amount we was like able to invest ourselves to using such a big chunk of money because when when we were dealing with things like we would we would have some great investments sometimes like we we'd have like 10-15% increases but when you was dealing with the amount of money we was it didn't look that much when you start using that fifty thousand and you're getting that sort of increase you can really see how people can and do make money very quickly in it. Oh, yeah, definitely, and I think that's the thing. It's like as well, you we, the way we invested, I think, was very different when you're using the practice account compared to your own money. You're a lot more yeah. risk averse when you're using your own money, so you're not going to take the same kind of level of risk as you would with the practice account. And actually, you learn less by throwing yourself in at the deep end. I think, but we've said it across other things. It's yeah. not just trading. We've said it about video, speaking, all these different things. The only way to learn properly is to actually do the the thing that it is that you want to learn and yeah. that's one thing I loved about doing this was I learned so much about the stock market 
because we were in it. And yeah. I wouldn't have learned that had we not have done the challenge. What about yourself? What did what did you love about the idiot trading challenge? I loved just the kind of research side of the of it all. Um a lot I, I spent a lot of time at the start of it actually researching this as I say, I dealt a lot with the like FTSE one hundred companies. I spent a lot of time researching into them. Then each day pretty much I was straight on the stocks app in the morning. Um and through Apple they kinda give you five or six headlines that are happening overall. But then if you also have stock on your watch list, it gives you specific ones relating to them if there is any. Yeah. Um so just reading through them and the amount of the amount of bits that you pick up that you don't realise. So then you could be just looking through like trading two one two or you just see something out of nowhere and you're like, oh, I actually read an article about them last week and they're coming out with like they get a new CEO or they've got a new product that's launching and it's just stuff that you wouldn't see in your day to day basis of watching the news unless you were specifically looking for that. Uh, which I know you could kind of say about a lot of things, but it was very interesting to see that there's that capability right there and there always has been really. I just never really utilised it. And like I um, started watching loads of YouTube channels that I wouldn't have otherwise watched. When we get yeah. the paper, I was flicking to the finance section of the paper and having a quick read of that. Like, yeah, just always wanting to consume more. Because like you, the thing, the thing as well, like you're saying about the research was that it was ever-changing. It's not like you learn it and that's it. There's yeah. stuff to learn about each individual stock every week. So, so much yeah. to learn. Oh yeah, too too right. Which um, from that point, I kind of made then kind of falls into our next and final question that we was kind of going with was what is it? What is a one tip, tip or what we recommend? One tip for yeah. others, yeah. Um, for me, it was trust your gut. Like just from reading all that sort of um, just all that research, all that news, all kind of because we was religiously every day going on trading 212 it was just constant we was always there so i was always seeing how things were moving when like there was there was the odd times where i would see something drop you'd read a quick news article and it's oh no we've just fired that big ceo after this sort of thing and it's like oh well that happened with someone else the other week it dropped but then it bounced back up briefly for a couple of hours and it was it was little things like knowing that sort of thing. So it was like, all right, I'll put a bit of money on this, wait for it to go up, kind of know when to call it quits, get out and then make a bit of money there. Like little things like that. And a lot of the times it was scary because you was you were seeing all this news, you were seeing the price of it just drop and drop. And it was that trusting your gut of, no, I'm pretty sure this is going to go. And actually following through with the one or two that I actually did with that and seeing it happen was quite... Uh, that was it was quite good to see. That was definitely a nice little thing I took away from that anyway. And like with the demo account that I mentioned, I did that in the in the practice week. I had some funds left in the demo account. Some news came out, and I was like, I'll forget to look up on this later. I'll forget what time it was announced. Like stuff. So I just invested in it just to see what happened. And I learned so much from yeah. watching that stock over the next couple of days. That when something else happened, I tried it again, but something completely different happened. So I thought, well, that isn't a rule that. But I only realised that wasn't a rule by testing it. And then yeah. when I saw other things, I was like, news was coming out during the actual challenge. I was like, as good as that sounds on paper, this could go either way. And I know that from what I've 
read and I understand and my gut's telling me it could be unstable. So then you you don't invest and you watch it go down and you go, great move. And then other times you made, you know, we both made moves where it went the wrong way. Like we didn't make, it wasn't all gold and we're not saying we're now, you know, the best stock analysts in the world, but we learned stuff. And so well, I think yeah. anyone would doing it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, th- I think a good example of what I was talking about is I can't remember the episode for the life of me, but if you if you search for a channel the um, Tom and Matt take on and put Wirecard at the end of that, um, hopefully with the tags, the description there, the episode should come up. But I I don't know how it happened. It, that was just one of the things where I trusted my gut and kind of rode this huge crash back up a little bit to basically recoup the money I'd lost um, and that that again that was just a huge trusting my gut moment picking a price of when I was going to sell and just holding tight really yeah definitely and like for me the one tip I had was we did this very much as a short term challenge so we were reporting our results every week so there was um, that element of we wanted to pick stuff that would do well in the short term, maybe took bigger risks than we would otherwise. We've now finished the challenge. We've carried on with our accounts, just personally, you know, not, not for any other reason than we wanted to. So my tip is to play the long game. Don't do it how we did it. Don't try and make day money. Don't try and... You, you need to be on that account 24-7 to make and understand the stock market inside out, chart patterns, candlesticks, all this stuff that's just way too much. If you're going to ever make money in the short term, play the long game, look at stocks, look at the information you can find out about them and use criteria, set your own criteria, speak to financial advisors, whatever it is, but play for a year or longer down the line because if you're trying to make money between Monday and Friday, it's just ridiculous. It, it yeah. just Yeah, absolutely. So I think that that's some quite interesting stuff there do you want to recap your thing you learned thing you loved and top tip yeah so be my thing i learned was how much the stock market changes all your different stocks the thing i loved was just kind of the research the getting into knowing what's going on everywhere basically and my tip was to not lose my mind where has my mind just gone trust your gut trust your gut <laughs> trust your gut there you go see that was that that was overthinking there i was overthinking, <laughs> trying to get my three didn't trust myself and just completely lost it but yeah tip there trust your gut and mine where one thing i learned was key pinch points so especially look at them if you're going to get into it just look at them monday morning points before you begin um, one thing I loved was the fact that I was learning through doing I wouldn't have found learned everything that I've learned had we not been doing the challenge and my tip is play the long game um, so I think that that's really good and if you're interested in the challenge um, that you can search for the Idiot Trading Challenge on YouTube it will show up um, so we've created a playlist and all the titles of all the episodes have it in we did do two challenges um it, it all comes under one it all runs in but there was we kind of did one challenge and then another challenge um or you can search for matt and uh, sorry tom and matt take on on youtube because we've kind of rebranded the channel now i know we spoke about far but it's you know we're doing a lot more than just the idiot trading challenge um but 
for those who can't be bothered to watch, I can't even remember how many episodes. It's a lot of episodes, but whoever doesn't want to watch all of them, go on. How many was it? I think there's, I think there's about 25, 26. It's going to keep you busy as we go into another lockdown. Yes. It'll keep you busy. Um, but basically, for those who don't want to watch all of that, but just want to know who is the better trader of the two of us, the results are as follows. In the first challenge, I won. In the second challenge, when we restarted, we reset to zero. Tom won. Yes. Two things to be aware of. Not not that I'm not letting Tom have his win, <laughs> but we were only ever doing one challenge. So if one challenge was the main challenge, it was the first one. Also, on the second challenge, we miscalculated the number of weeks. We should have only done four weeks, and I was winning at four weeks. You yes. picked me to the person on the last week. So by... You know, if you were going to ask who's the better trader, you know, it's probably me. But based on the the yeah. stats, it's one all. So we are going to be doing more challenges and other stuff to try and sort this battle out down the line. Um, yes. But I, I mean, if you look at it from a f- financial standpoint, overall, one of us did end up probably making more money overall, potentially. Potentially, but one of us invested more money because the first challenge yes. went horrendous. <laughs> so, so it's up to you. If you want to watch through it, you kind of like, I don't know, the last video, leave a comment kind of saying who you thought did better out of the two of us. Who would you trust with your money? To see. That, that's the question. Who would you Who would you say I will give all of my life savings to? That is the question I'm going to ask you. If you watch the Idiot Trend Challenge, please comment whose name you would give all of your money to. But don't do that. Don't give out the rivers all of your money. Go speak to a financial advisor, not us, because we are not trained in this at all. But I think that that's quite nice. This has kind of been an enigma. I remember when we mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, it was, we're doing this thing that might never get mentioned on the podcast again. Yeah. Um, so we just thought it'd be nice to kind of let you know about that thing. It's kind of been mentioned a few times. We've tried to push people to go watch it and stuff, but we thought, how can we bring this in without it being too different, so we've kind of used it as a topic today rather than using the random generator. But the potentially the random generator will return at some point. Is there anything else you want to add about the challenge, Tom, before we, we move on? No, no, that is pretty much it. I think, especially over the past few episodes, as we've talked about different things, especially development-wise, the challenge has been a huge part of that, I'd say, especially for me. Um so that is pretty much where all of that has been coming from. But yeah, as Matt was saying, hopefully this kind of just encompasses all of that together and we can now stop boring you with this challenge that we've been doing until um, we do another one and then we'll bring that up again. Brilliant. Um, we're going to tell you some more stuff about the podcast in just a moment um, and also ask for more of your input. So keep listening. So we're always trying to find new ways of bringing content to you guys. It's not too different. Um, We've been using the random number generator for a while. That is still a thing. We've got the long list. Um, We're still taking suggestions, questions, all that kind of thing for that. But we've come up with a a new idea. I will give a shout out to my dad because he did give me this idea and he will probably listen to this at some point in the future and have a go at me if I don't give him credit for it. Basically, 
We're going to try something potentially on the next episode. It depends if we can come up with a decent topic or not, where we debate something. One of us takes one side and the other person takes the other side. We will be forced to which side we take, we get to choose, and we'll just have to debate it. This came from the idea around um, there was a lot of hoo-ha between Apple's App Store and Fortnite a while back, and who was right, who was wrong. We thought it'd be quite interesting to debate that, but we never got around to it. So we're going to try and do something like that again in the future. We've asked for it before, we're asking for it again, but any topics you want us to cover within that, within this world of business, um, let us know, because we we want to try it out, um, but we want to do something that people want to listen to anyway. So if you've got any ideas about that, please do let us know. Have you got anything else you want to add on that, Tom? No, just, um, yeah, whatever whatever you're wanting us to listen to, obviously try make it something that isn't going to be pushed too far. Um, and, yeah, just to look forward to it, really, because it, it is going to be interesting having, like, especially when we're forced to either side of it. Um, I would be quite intrigued if it is a topic that we both feel strongly for, in yeah. other ways, but we actually end up getting the other one that we have to argue for. Yeah, I feel like that could definitely bring some interesting conversations. Yeah, definitely. So it'd be it'd be quite interesting to see. We kind of talk about topics ourselves on here, and we kind of they're they're not topics you either agree or disagree on. They're just kind of advice topics. Um, so we just want to try and bring something different to you guys. So let us know if that's something you want to hear, and if you've got any ideas of what we can cover. Now on to the podcast news when we'll be honest here we're not quite sure what this is all about but the stats have gone through the roof in the last day or two um i mean i I don't know how to describe it tom because like that screenshot i sent you yeah it (laughs) yeah if um if you was to look at how the stats kind of go, the chart that um, Matt season sends to me quite a lot. We have had probably two spikes, well, two big spikes. I'd say one um, when I've been on since I've been on, and one uh, previous to this, um, where they both looked huge on this graph. Until now, um, this one spike that's in it currently is just dwarfing everything else in this the graph. other spikes it, are about half the height of this one and these are on a weekly graph and the week um begins on a um i can't remember when it is i think it's the uh, is it midweek 10th. so it's like thursday it begins on the thursday thursday and right. we're recording this on Sunday, and it's already doubled the peak of any other one. We've passed some milestones, which you might see on my social media in the next couple of days, which we weren't expecting to pass until we released this episode. Um, yeah, it's just through the roof. The thing that's puzzling us the most is we get most of our listeners, around half of our listeners, through Apple Podcasts, um, and then the rest are split Spotify, Anchor, um, overcast and then there's a section called other um when we look at the stats for this week it's over 90 percent of our listens are through other which we can't break down any further so we have reached out to um 
Anchor, the platform that I use to host this, to see if they can enlighten us on where this traffic is coming from. What would be really interesting, if you're one of the people who started listening, have you seen this podcast featured somewhere? If you've started listening this last week, um, where is it? What? How did you come across it? That kind of thing. It would be really interested to hear because, unfortunately, the, the platform we use is, is great. I love Anchor, but it's not got that detail that we need to suss out where this is coming from. The last two spikes that Tom talks about, we know that's been through Apple uh, because we've charted on a few occasions, so we know that it's going through Apple. The stats are showing that's all great. But this, it seems to be across... And the last episode has done really well, so that's great. But there's about five or six other episodes that seem to be doing quite well as two, so it's just interesting to see where that is all it is coming from but i think what the message behind all this is we love doing this it's, it's crazy to see it when it does this this is what we do it for but just thank you for listening because when we've been looking at the stats and been trying to think this idea about doing different content and stuff trying to freshen it up a bit just kind of keep that growth going and then we see something like this it's just crazy yeah. and i just just for a bit of fun, run you through some stats. It'd be great. I'm going to read out the top 10 countries that we're listening to. In. Um, so if you're in one of these countries, then give us a shout. So obviously we've got United Kingdom at the top. USA, great. Love the US fans. Australia, Ireland, India, Spain, Canada, Germany. Which I don't think how many that is now. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Bulgaria and Greece. Now, there are lots of other um, countries on this list, but if you're in one of them countries or another country, let us know where you're listening because it would be cool to know that you're listening around the world. Like We know we know some of the listeners personally. Like We know friends, family, colleagues, that kind of thing. We know them, but someone listening in like a foreign country that we've never met before, if you listen every week, it would be really cool to hear from you. So, yeah, yeah just... just a really big thank you to everyone who's listening and providing these moments of shock, really. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely it's, onwards um, and upwards with it, I believe. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, which, if there's that, yeah, if that means there's a potential potential um, sponsor out there anywhere, then you know where to get in touch with Matt. Well, this is the thing. We by the time the next episode goes out, Tom, we could be reality TV stars and. You know, who knows? I mean, this yeah. this could be the audience getting ready for a, a, a guest appearance in I'm a Celebrity this year. You never know. You never know. Potentially, potentially, yeah. So, yeah, although but, I mean, yeah. it'd be good if we could get a guest appearance on here from I'm a Celebrity. Yeah, I mean, Ant and Deck, I know you're listening. Hook us up. Yeah. We'll uh, have you on on one of the episodes. <laughs> we'll just talk about something. I don't know. It'll be business related. You know, um, how how to personal brand a duo? There we go. That's what we're talking about. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, thank you to everyone who's listening. Please do keep sharing it. I, this could be just one person sharing it with like loads of people. So if you're that person who's sharing it with loads of people on a random platform, then thank you very much for doing that. Um, but yeah, keep sharing, keep rating, keep subscribing, keep all the things that help the podcast grow. Um, but yeah, until next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.